This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1424, Seven Things Every Sensitive Person Needs from Their Loved Ones, by Kat Rose with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Hello, everybody. Greg Audino here, your host and narrator on the show that's all about helping you build better connections and strengthen the many different relationships you have in your life. It's great to have you with me today, as this time we look to a post from HighlySensitiveRefuge.com a huge database filled with content for helping us to understand highly sensitive people, known as HSPs, and how best to relate to them. This post today will really sum that up nicely, and it's a great microcosm for the entire site, as we're going to hear about seven things every sensitive person needs from their loved ones. So let's jump into the reading now and optimize your life. Seven things every sensitive person needs from their loved ones by Kat Rose with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. If you're someone who feels overstimulated in hectic environments, who seems to feel things more deeply than others, and who needs time alone to recharge, you might be a highly sensitive person. Highly sensitive people, HSPs, are born with a gene that makes them more sensitive to all types of sensory input, including sights, sounds, and even the social cues of people around them. Up to 20% of the population has this beautiful trait, which means that almost everyone knows at least one HSP. Nonetheless, there are plenty of people who just don't get it. If you're highly sensitive like me, you know the pain of being treated like a nuisance because of your personality. You know it's not a choice or a lifestyle, that you can't just toughen up or get over it. And you know that your sensitivity, while not always convenient, is also a powerful strength. So, Here's what we wish our loved ones knew, especially those who haven't yet grasped what it means to be an HSP. Seven things your sensitive loved one needs from you. Number one, give us time. A highly sensitive person's brain processes every piece of new information much more deeply than others do. This means that we often need more time to process all the information we're taking in. For this reason, it's helpful to give us more time to make decisions, learn new things, and say what we want to say. Being rushed is very stressful for us. Simply by giving an HSP a little more time to get back to you, or letting us know that you aren't in a rush, can be a huge relief for us. Number two, give us space. Sometimes an HSP needs to withdraw and spend some time alone. This can be hard for loved ones to accept, but giving an HSP that time and space to recharge is crucial to our well-being. Why? Well, An HSP's brain is designed to process information very deeply, and we get easily overstimulated if we don't get alone time to come down and recharge. Otherwise, we burn out. 
This recharge time can look different for every HSP. For some, it's going for a nap. For others, a walk in nature will do the trick. Others wish to curl up with a soothing book and pet their cat. Whatever it is, give them the space to do it. We'll come back to you afterwards. Number three, give us peace. Peaceful and quiet environments are where HSPs thrive. If you suspect there's an HSP in your home or workplace, and with roughly one in five people falling into this category, it's likely there is, keep this in mind when you're on the phone, listening to music, or chatting with others. Other environmental shifts that can help an HSP are softer lighting, no extreme odors, even fragrances you like, and reduced clutter. But you don't have to try to guess what will bother an HSP. Simply ask us if a fragrance is too strong or a room is too bright, or take us seriously if we say it's a bit much. Number four, if you have to criticize, criticize carefully. Included in the stimuli that HSPs process so deeply are your words. When an HSP is criticized harshly, their emotional brain lights up, and HSPs tend to feel all emotions very strongly, including negative ones. While a non-HSP might be able to rationalize their way out of taking critical words too harshly, an HSP finds this much more difficult, and the result can be a strong emotional response. In other words, the same words may hurt us more, even if they were meant constructively. This doesn't mean you should never criticize an HSP, but it can be very helpful to pause and consider your words carefully before sharing your views with them. Number five, ask us where we want to meet up. For HSPs, certain social environments are more taxing than they are enjoyable, especially loud, crowded spaces. If an HSP in your life tells you that they can't meet up, it may not be that we don't want to socialize. It may be because we know that the environment will not bring out the best in us. Loud clubs, chaotic restaurants, festivals, and busy bars are generally not the best places for highly sensitive people to hang out. Instead, consider our needs. Less stimulation means a longer battery and less stress to derail our time with you. We might prefer a quiet cafe or a stroll in the park. We do still want to spend time with others, but in a place where we can fully be ourselves and do what we do best, connecting. Number six, let us come and go as we choose. You might have been out with an HSP at a venue you thought they'd enjoy, yet still they chose to leave earlier than you expected. At times, an HSP might cut an evening short sometimes without an explanation. We might quickly go from being cheerful and chatty to clamming up and looking sullen. Usually, this means we've reached our stimulation limit for now, and we need to be somewhere less stimulating and more peaceful. Don't try to keep us, even if you think the fun has just begun. And please, don't pressure us or berate us or question our reasons. We'll appreciate your understanding and likely be back to socialize again in no time. Number seven, never ever say these words. You are too sensitive. Sure, being highly sensitive is what makes us unique, and it's a trait that can come with its disadvantages. We know that we sometimes feel overwhelmed by strong emotions, take time to make decisions, or struggle in certain situations and environments. However, telling someone who is usually well aware of these things that they simply need to toughen up, or that they're too sensitive, really doesn't help. Being a highly sensitive person is not a choice or something that a person can change. Instead, an HSP needs your support and understanding. If you offer it, the highly sensitive person in your life will feel much more stable and secure, and you may not even notice any more problems. Then you might see, and help your HSP loved one see, what a blessing it can be to be sensitive.
you just listened to the post titled, Seven Things Every Sensitive Person Needs from Their Loved Ones, by Kat Rose with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Okay, and thanks to Kat for that post. The HSP mystique always seems to remain intact when reading from Highly Sensitive Refuge, and we can see that again in this article. And with that being said, it feels to me that one of the best things we can offer an HSP in our lives is our attention and a genuine willingness to get to know them as opposed to just taking precautions all the time. In most of these steps, we find that the HSP is being catered to in full and that there isn't much chance for a true exchange of values in which both parties can get to know what makes the other tick. So rather than tiptoeing all the time, uh, assuming they need time, space, or some type of distance, seek out an opportunity for genuine conversation. The better you can learn why they desire a certain lack of stimulation and hear the experience from them directly, the more supportive you can be without having to ask or assume, and thus the more genuine of a connection is built, as opposed to just perpetual politeness. Not sure if that makes sense. I hope it does. It's time to wrap up, though, everybody. Thanks, as always, for being here and for sharing this post with someone. Of course, that's one of the best ways to keep this show going. So have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.